All right, welcome everybody to Faith Builders Church live stream. Uh, I'm here to just really be a messenger of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And I want everybody who's watching right now to really begin to understand there is simplicity in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And you think, well, what do you mean by that? The Bible, and it's difficult, and I don't understand it, and so on and so forth. Well, what I want to really talk to you about tonight is the kingdom of heaven is within you. The, the kingdom of God is, is right inside of here. And, and really what we're going to discover as we continue through this tonight is that you are the vessel of God's glory. And sometimes it just takes a simple mind to accept that. So many of us are challenged by, you know, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And if I don't do it this way, then God won't, you know, act and so on and so forth. Well, Listen, if you're depending on yourself to develop what Christ has already accomplished, then, then maybe you're, you're putting your effort in the wrong place. I want to talk to you about belief. You either believe something or you don't. In fact, many things that we believe aren't even true. You know, some people are really afraid to get on an airplane. You know, they, they wouldn't get on an airplane if no matter what. But the truth about flying in an airplane is it is the safest form of transportation. In fact, it's far more dangerous to drive the car to the airport than it is to get on that airplane and get to where you're going. But many of us don't fact check our own beliefs. We just take things for what we say they are, and we never really fact check them, and therefore we operate from places of a lack of belief rather than from the place of belief. And belief is simple. It, it's, you don't have to convince anybody to believe something that they believe. They, they just believe it. But what I want to talk to you about is really understanding that what you believe about Christ may be the only thing that really matters. Really believing that Christ finished the work of God that no man could have ever accomplished and getting up every day with that in your mind. I believe in Jesus Christ. You think, oh, Pastor Paul, it, it just can't be that simple. Well, it really is. Because at the end of the day, if you don't believe that, that Christ accomplished all that and that, that you could just walk in that, then you're really doing things that maybe aren't the will of God for your life. It's simple. The Bible says that if I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart, that I'll be saved. That's simple. That's direct. 
But the question is, is as you're navigating your way through life, will some problems qualify for what you believe Christ has accomplished, but maybe others won't? You see, everything that is has something missing, lacking, lacking, something broken. Listen, Christ paid the price for all that. All you need to do is go back to his word and say, this is what the Bible has to say about, about your situation, about my situation. I don't have to necessarily fully understand that. I don't necessarily have to, you know, uh, do something to get God to somehow move his hand. No, his hand has already been moved. He's already at rest in the finished work. It, it's already completed. But what we need to do is have the belief to receive the finished work of Jesus Christ in our life and know no matter what we're facing, that that finished work is more than enough. Let me read this scripture to you because it's really going to help you understand that God is in no way separate from you. Once you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you literally become the temple of God. Now, now hear this. It's found in Mark 15, 33 through 37. It says, At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. And at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered a loud cry and he breathed his last. Now hear this by the Spirit of God. And it says, and the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple, was torn in two. You see, in that moment, Jesus was alone. He, he said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? But you got to understand that Jesus took and bore everything that you'll ever have to experience in your life, the good, the bad, the indifferent. He bore it all. And because he was left alone, you'll never be alone. You will never be alone. In fact, it's talking about here how the curtain of the sanctuary in the temple was torn in two. That means that I no longer need a priest to go into the Holy of Holies any longer for me. There's, it, it's been opened. It, it, the Holy of Holies has now been released out of the Holy of Holies in the temple, and it began to permeate, I mean, everything and everywhere. I mean, you couldn't have stopped it. There, it was unst an unstoppable force. But if you're feeling alone, you've got to realize that this is your opportunity. Simple, simple. I am not alone. God promised that he would never leave me nor forsake me. You see, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to get into scripture here that he not only tore the veil in the temple, but he tore the veil inside of you. There's no longer any separation between God and mankind once they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You see, when Adam and Eve were created, 
they, they were created, but they weren't alive yet. And then it said that God came and he breathed the breath of life in them. And then they became a living being. And you see, that was God's will. He's, he's like, hey, I'm going to live inside of my people. My breath is going to go into their lungs and they're going to become living beings. But what you got to real, and they'll live for eternity, by the way. But what you got to understand is, is sin came in and sin robbed people of an eternal life. I mean, it robbed them and took everything that God put into man. And now all of a sudden you've got not God in man, but God with man. And God was with man throughout the entire Old Testament. People would do good, God would be with them. People do bad, God would turn his back on them. You know, and this thing just went back and forth and back and forth. But what you've got to realize is that Jesus was the first man to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that Jesus did no miracles until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit? Until the Holy Spirit entered into him, he did no miracles, he did no signs, and he did no wonders. So let's read a little bit further to find out how what Jesus received through the baptism of the Holy Spirit actually influences you as the believer as well. In John 14, 15 through 17, it says, If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, capital A, advocate, who will never, ever leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. Hear this, the world, those who don't have the simplicity of the belief in the finished work of Jesus Christ, cannot receive him because they don't recognize him. But you know him because he lives, hear this, with you now and later, everybody say later, he will be in you. you you're, you're seeing, I mean, the unfolding of the restoration of God's plan for mankind with Adam and Eve and how God was in them, then he was with them. And I just read that scripture uh, to you it, with this incredible distinction of Jesus talking now. And he's saying, hey, listen, uh, he lives with you now, but later he will be in you. And this gets into Pentecost. This gets into the people waiting in the upper room and they were endued with power and the Holy Spirit came and lived on the inside of them. But you're going to have to understand this is a simple thing, not something that you've got to know every little dot and tittle. No, you listen, if you have faith like a child, I'm telling you, you have faith. You have faith. It's simple. It's easy. And anybody that wants to tell you that it's complicated, that it's difficult, that, you know, you got to go to seminary to really get this stuff, that is a bunch of nonsense. It isn't any amount of knowledge that you're going to have in between your two ears. It is what you're going to have living on the inside of you. It will become your instructor. It'll become your, your healer. It'll become everything that you have need of in this life and in the life to come. And it is the gift of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 19. 19 through 20. 
It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. That was the blood of Jesus. So you must honor God with your body. What does all that mean? It means that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It means that God chose to live on the inside of you. And because of that, you have this incredible anointing to unleash on the earth. I mean, this is an incredible, dunamis, powerful anointing that's living on the inside of you. You got to realize this is the same Holy Spirit that is part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He lives on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, then that means I need to honor God with this body. It means I got to do what God's called me to do. I need to be I mean, in, an, in a basic understanding that underlines every area of my life that I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus made a way for the Holy Spirit to come back into my life because he came first as a man to receive the Holy Spirit. And when he received it, he was endued with power, just like you are. You are endued with power. Power from on high, the Bible says. And listen, some of you are waiting for permission from God to do what it says in his word. You don't need permission to do what it already says. You just do what God called you to do. You just do it as unto him. Listen, it's so simple that once you say that prayer, and we're going to have that prayer here in a, in a moment, you're going to have this incredible opportunity to receive the same Jesus that I received, that many around the world have received, and you're going to be able to understand that, you know what, the moment I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I now have the power of God or God himself living on the inside of me. What am I going to do with that? Am I going to just go and live my life the way I always lived it? Am I going to try to figure God out? Well, that would be a complete waste of time. You're never going to figure God out. Nobody on the, in the history of mankind has ever figured God out. It's simple. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It is simple. It's us that makes it so difficult to understand and to grasp and all this stuff. No, I just believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I will be saved. Luke 17, uh, 20 and 21. It says, now when he asked, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, the kingdom of God does not come from, come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in you. I, I'm not making any of this up tonight. This is coming straight out of the word of God. It's saying the same thing over and over and over again. It's, it's explaining how it happened, why it happened. And now you just have to say, you know what? I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. I don't have to conjure anything up there. 
I don't have to, to make anything up. I don't have to read, you know, 50 books of the Bible to figure that thing out. I, listen, I encourage you to read your Bible. But listen, you're not reading your Bible just so you can get knowledge. No, you're, you're reading the Bible because it's the Word of God, and the Word of God is alive. And I mean, it's the Holy Spirit bearing witness with the truth that's going to make you free. It's powerful stuff. Luke 24, 49. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. These are Jesus' last words. This is what Jesus is trying to help us understand. Listen, I'm going to go back to my Father. I'm going to be seated in heavenly places with Him. And guess what? I'm inviting you to be seated with me in heavenly places. What does that mean? It means that God the Father is resting in his finished work from all of his creation. Jesus is uh, resting in his finished work of the power of the influence of sin. And now Jesus is inviting you, you into that finished work to be resting with him in heavenly places. Here's my closing scripture. It says, but you belong to God, my dear, I love that, children. You belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because, not, not because you, you prayed all day, not because you read your Bible every day, not because you know, you're watching this live stream right now, not because you, you're a good person or any of these things. But listen, you've already won the victory because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit that lives out there in the world. No matter what you're going to face in your life, you've got to understand the Spirit in you is greater than the Spirit out there. The influence of evil, the influence of the devil, the influence of all those things. And you know what I see time and time again? I see Christians that, that slip into some form of evil, some form of sin or whatever. And then they just, instead of running to Jesus and saying, God, forgive me, get this out of my life. You know, you live here. You were there when I did that. Please forgive me. I'm repenting of my sin. I'm getting it under the blood of Jesus. Instead, people slip, they backslide, they, they fall out of the church. They, they don't feel like they're qualified anymore. Listen, if you got to be qualified to be here in the church, I quit today. I'm not qualified. No human being is qualified. Jesus qualifies you. The Holy Spirit living on the inside of you qualifies you. You cannot qualify yourself. That is why it's so critical that every one of us confesses our sins to God and said, God, I am sorry I did this. I fell. But listen, that's not an excuse to run away from God. It's an excuse to run to God. God says, come boldly before my throne of grace. Boldly, unashamedly, come boldly before him and ask him to forgive you. And I promise you, his promise to that is that he will separate your sins from you as far as the east is from the west. As far as I know, the east and the west don't even meet anywhere. It's a perpetual wherever you're standing from, that's east, this is west. Yeah, you've been liberated. You just need to know it. You just need to accept it. You just need to say, you know what? 
I've got to get things right with God once and for all. You've got to bury that thing. and You've got to say, you know what? I said that salvation prayer and I am saved. Sounds bold, but I'm telling you that's why Jesus came. Now is your opportunity. I want you to say this prayer with me, a prayer that just says, Jesus, come into my life. Remember, it's simple. Mark on your calendar that you prayed this prayer that you're about to pray, and you begin to, to, to look at how your life is going to start getting rearranged, how things are going to start to change, and they're going to be way beyond your control, but mark it on your calendar. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all the wrong things I've ever done, both things that I know and things that I don't know. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. I thank you for making me your temple. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you said that prayer, I'm telling you exactly what you just said. It, it's simple. Just believe that you said that prayer and believe that that prayer is true and let the will of God begin to explode out of your life and into your world. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please type in the feed here that you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, we would love to get some materials into your hands, help disciple you, and make you into a champion for Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Tune in on Sunday morning. God bless.